listening to Talk Geek to Me News, number 73, recorded for Wednesday, August 22nd, 2012. You are listening to the Tech Only Hacker Public Radio Edition. To get the full podcast, including political commentary and other controversial topics, please visit www.talkgeektome.us. Here are the vital statistics for this program. Your feedback matters to me. Please send your comments to dg at deepgeek.us. The webpage for this program is at www.talkgeektome.us. You can subscribe to me on Identica as the username DeepGeek, or you could follow me on Twitter. My username there is DGTGTM, as in Deep Geek, Talk Geek to Me. And now the tech roundup. From EFF.org, dated August the 14th, 2012, government faces new warrantless surveillance battle after losing landmark GPS tracking case. San Francisco. A federal district court is poised to determine whether the government can use cell phone data obtained without a warrant to establish an individual's location. In an amicus brief filed Monday, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, EFF, and the Center for Democracy and Technology, the CDT, argue that this form of surveillance is just as unconstitutional as the warrantless GPS tracking the U.S. Supreme Court already shot down in this case. Quote, Location data is extraordinarily sensitive. It can reveal where you worship, where your family and friends live, what sort of doctors you visit, and what meetings and activities you attend, unquote, said EFF senior staff attorney Marcia Hoffman. Whether this information is collected by a GPS device or a mobile phone company, the government should only be able to get it with a warrant based on probable cause that's approved by a judge. In U.S. versus Jones, FBI agents planted a GPS device on a car and then tracked its position every 10 seconds for 28 days without a valid search warrant. In a landmark decision earlier this year, the Supreme Court ruled that this violated the Fourth Amendment. The case is now back in the trial court where Jones is moving to suppress six months of cell phone location data that government investigators obtained, yet again without a warrant. In Monday's brief, EFF and CDT argue that the Fourth Amendment doesn't allow government investigators to collect cell phone data to track users' locations over a prolonged period of time without a warrant. This right isn't defeated even if cell phone users disclose their locations to service providers when their phones connect to a cell phone tower. As Justice Sonia Sotomayor said in the Jones GPS Supreme Court decision, the idea that privacy rights are forfeited simply by giving them to a third party is, quote, ill-suited to the digital age, unquote, said EFF staff attorney Hanny Fakuri. If the government gets its way here, it could jeopardize any expectation of privacy we have in our private moments. From EFF.org, dated August 16, 2012, by Jillian C. York, Pakistan's Internet censorship worsens again. Just when we thought censorship in Pakistan couldn't get any worse, it has. After our joint effort with numerous Pakistani and international organizations succeeded in putting plans for a national filter on hold, and Pakistan relented after a brief experiment with blocking Twitter, we thought we could turn our focus elsewhere for a little while. We were wrong.
Last Saturday, news emerged that Pakistan Telecommunication Authority, the PTA, has ordered all of the country's Internet service providers to block 15 scandalous websites, including one hosting an audio recording of a sensual conversation between two parliamentarians and another containing a video of a press conference in which a female television anchor claimed that she and a government employee are secretly married and have a son. While Pakistan has been censoring online content for a long time, the PTA's focus has tended toward pornography and blasphemy, not political scandal. In an article from Pakistani publication, the news, Wahajus Suraj, convener of the ISP Association of Pakistan, suggested that the latest censorship was for political gain. In addition to political intrigue, Pakistani digital rights organization Bites for All reports that the government froze mobile phone networks in the province of Balochistan on August 14th, Pakistan's Independence Day. According to a report from the Open Net Initiative, Balochistan seems to be the primary target of government censors, which have ordered the blocking of Balochi News, independent and cultural websites. A secondary effect of the censorship is that many such sites have closed down, purposeless, without a native audience. In response to the latest crackdown, Bites for All wrote that the ban on communications has been, quote, hugely protested by the citizens in the province and can eventually end up further widening the gulf of trust deficit, instigating more violence and rebellion among citizens. The EFF is alarmed to see Pakistan moving from its flirtation with stifling freedom of expression on the Internet to a full-blown affair. Government-mandated filtering of pornographic or blasphemous material is highly problematic for freedom of expression, especially because of the high incidence of false positives. But Mubarak-style cutoffs of communications in regions of unrest and censorship of reporting on political scandal are an order of magnitude more repressive. We may not be surprised, but we are bitterly disappointed to say that we will have to keep a close eye on the situation as it develops. From TorrentFreak.com by Ernesto, dated August 10, 2012. Google starts punishing pirate sites in search results. For years, entertainment industry groups have lobbied search engines to penalize sites that link to a high number of copyright files, and today Google has given in to their demands. The search engine will soon take into consideration the number of DMCA takedown notices it receives against sites to determine the ranking of those websites in its search results. Quote, starting next week, we'll begin taking into account a new signal in our rankings, the number of valid copyright removal notices we receive for any given site. Sites with high numbers of removal notices may appear lower in our results. End of quote. Google's Amit Singhal writes in a blog post. Earlier this year, Google decided to publish all takedown requests online as part of their transparency report, and they will now use this data as part of their search engine algorithm. This means that websites for which Google receives a high number of valid takedown requests will be penalized. The top receivers of these notices over the past year were FilesTube.com, ExtraTorrent.com, TorrentHound.com, BitSnoop.com, and ISOHunt.com. They can expect to appear lower in the future search results and will therefore receive less traffic through Google searches. 
whether Google will downgrade YouTube, where tens of thousands of videos are routinely disabled because of alleged infringements, is unknown at this point. Google stresses that it doesn't know whether content is authorized or not, so removal of pages from its search results will only take place following a valid DMCA takedown notice. To read the rest of this article, follow links in the show notes. From torrentfreak.com, dated August 9, 2012 by Ernesto, new data exposes BitTorrent throttling ISPs. Hundreds of ISPs all over the world limit and restrict BitTorrent traffic on their networks. Unfortunately, most companies are not very open about their network management solutions. Thanks to data collected by Measurement Lab, MLab, the public can learn if and how frequently their Internet provider limits torrent traffic. Among other tools, MLab runs the Glasnost application developed by the Max Planck Institute. Previously, the researchers published data up until 2010, and now the results have been updated to include the first quarter of 2012. This allows us to give an overview of trends and changes that have emerged in recent years. United States. BitTorrent throttling in the U.S. is not as prevalent as it used to be. The main reason for this is the Comcast BitTorrent blocking controversy, which started in 2007. The FCC eventually ruled that Comcast had to stop its targeted interference with customers' BitTorrent traffic. As a result of this ruling, the throttling percentage took a dive from nearly 50% to only 3% in 2010. In the first quarter of 2012, Comcast's throttling level was still at 3%, which puts the provider among the best-behaving ISPs. Throttling was also greatly reduced at Charter over the last year, from 11% down to 4%. Cox is exposed as the most heavy throttler among the major ISPs, but with 6%, this is still rather acceptable. Worst, Cox, 6%. Best, Comcast, Verizon, AT&T, and others, 3%. The United Kingdom. In the UK, BitTorrent throttling is on the rise, at least among some providers. BT is the worst offender by limiting 65% of all BitTorrent transfers during the first month of 2012. This is up from 57% last year and almost twice as much as the 35% in 2010. At O2 and BSkyB, BitTorrent users are better off with throttling percentages of 2 and 4% respectively. For O2, this is a significant decline compared to the 13% last year. Virgin Media said somewhere in the middle after it interfered with 22% of all BitTorrent transfers in the first quarter of 2012. This is down from 33% during the same period last year. Worst BT, 65%. Best O2, 2%. Canada. Canada is not the most friendly country for BitTorrent users. Nearly all the major internet providers are heavy throttlers, and Rogers tops them all. For more than half a decade, Rogers has continuously throttled more than three-quarters of all BitTorrent traffic. During the first quarter of 2012, the provider interfered with 80% of all BitTorrent transfers, showing that there has been no improvement. Bell is a good second with 77%, up from 56% last year. BitTorrent users in Canada are best off at CodeGecko and TELUS with 3 and 0% respectively. Worst Rogers, 80%. Best TELUS, 0%. To read the rest of this article, follow links in the show notes. From TorrentFreak.com by Ernesto, dated August 7, 2012. 
Internet Archive starts seeding 1,398,875 torrents. The Internet Archive's mission statement is to provide universal access to all knowledge, which is not all that different from the Pirate Bay's ethos. BitTorrent is the fastest way to share files with large groups of people over the Internet, and this is one of the reasons that prompted the Internet Archive to start seeding well over a million of their files using the popular file sharing protocol. Starting today, all new files uploaded to the Archive will also be available via BitTorrent. In addition, a massive collection of older files, including concerts from John Mayer, Jack Johnson, and Maroon 5, and the Prelinger Collection are also being published via torrents. I hope this is greeted by the BitTorrent community as we are loving what they have built and are very glad we can populate the BitTorrent universe with library and archive materials. Internet Archive founder Brewster Kale told Torrent Freak. There is a great opportunity for symbiosis between the libraries and archives world and the BitTorrent communities, he adds. At the time of writing, the Internet Archive is seeding 1,398,875 torrents, but hundreds of new ones are being added every hour. The Internet Archive recognizes that BitTorrent is now the fastest way to download files. BitTorrent is now the fastest way to download items from the archive because the BitTorrent client downloads simultaneously from two different archive servers located in two different data centers and from other archive users who have downloaded these torrents already. Interestingly, the archive's plans for BitTorrent are not limited to providing an alternative download link for their files. Founder Bruce DeKale says that they are also working on turning it into a storage mechanism. The next step is to make BitTorrent a distribution preservation system for content like ours, Kale told us. Kale believes that the Internet Archive and the BitTorrent community can help each other and hopes to get the discussion on the preservation idea started. I think this whole thing will be awesome and possibly very important, he adds. In the wake of recent news featuring raids, crackdowns, DDoSs, and lawsuits, this announcement from the Internet Archive brings some very welcome positive news about BitTorrent. For those who are interested in tracking how many people are leeching from the archive, here are some fancy graphs. News from thestand.org, rawstory.com, maggiemcneil.wordpress.com, and allgov.com, used under arranged permission. News from torrentfreak.com and eff.org, used under permission of the Creative Commons by attribution license. News from democracynow.org is used under permission of the Creative Commons by attribution non-commercial no derivatives license. News sources retain their respective copyrights. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk Geek to Me. Here are the vital statistics for this program. Your feedback matters to me. Please send your comments to dg at deepgeek.us. The webpage for this program is at www.talkgeektome.us. You can subscribe to me on Identica as the username DeepGeek, or you could follow me on Twitter. My username there is dgtgtm, as in DeepGeek. Talk Geek to Me. This episode of Talk Geek to Me is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 Unpoured License. This license allows commercial reuse of the work as well as allowing you to modify the work so long as you share alike the same rights you have received under this license. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk Geek to Me. Mm-hmm. 
You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HPR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 License.